Welcome to the Vet Church Podcast, where the stories are sacred. To learn more about Vet Church, visit www.vetchurch.com. Genitalia, who no, we cares? are all. We are. It's our tribe, and we have to care for one another. Yeah. Well, we, and you know what? And people get, get people get caught up on words. 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 It doesn't need to be tribe. It could be culture. It could be whatever. Don't get caught up on a word and get all bent out of shape because it says tribe or it says culture. It says the church. Church. <laughs> like just freaking, just be a part. Just be a part of life. Period. Yeah. Like Start really. Living. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. and, and one of the ways. Listen, I'm guilty of that myself. I am. I ain't a lot of you. Like I have a hard time. Sometimes I have a hard time leaving that door. It can be difficult, dude. Sometimes I have a hard time opening that door because I'm going to walk out there and I've already got a bunch of stuff brewing and I'm like, I'm going to walk out that door and somebody's going to say something to me and I'm just going to get pissed off and I'm just going to be all bent out of shape or I'm going to get cut off in traffic or I've got all this stuff i got to do or blah, blah, blah. I'm going to go I'm going to go sit up and I'm going to have to play music and then somebody's going to be like, well, I didn't like that, blah, you got to do. And I'm just going to be bent out of shape and I'm gonna, there I am. And then I'm all caught up in this big, huge barbed wire cylindrical spiral and you didn't create it it's just there yeah it's not it's not a fictitious thing it's something that's very yeah, it's real. there it's there yeah. but i didn't have to be I didn't, it, it was my choice to get caught in it it was my choice yeah well and in the the way to i think the way to get beyond it is by this, this is a little word that I, I thought, like, when I first heard it as a veteran, I thought, man, it's corny as shit. Buddy check. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. How stupid is that? But it True makes story. sense, it does. man. It does. And, it like, does. call your friends up. Like, you know, call somebody up and cry with them. Yeah. I mean, like, call somebody up and laugh with them. Have some fun. Open the blinds up and let the light Let the light and the in. sun and... and and open the windows and let the breeze hit you in the face. Yeah. Lay down the remote. Once, <laughs> once a day, put the remote down. I mean, <laughs> maybe twice. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> you might be pushing it now. No. Um, but it, it was tough. I mean, I spent the year and a half coming off of the stuff. Listen, I may or may not have been one of the best Netflix and chill person in the world. I didn't chill a lot, but I definitely Netflixed. Buddy. We had to get rid of the Netflix account. True story. Yeah, man. Listen, I was so drugged and so medicated, I literally laid on a couch and did nothing but play freaking PS4 and Netflix. PS3 and Netflix. Oh, That's all I ever did. I played more and more Halo. Oh, yeah. That, because, well, you know, like, because killing aliens wasn't killing humans. And no, I was no, a chaplain, no, I was, so, you know. Not me. I was killing I was killing bad guys. <laughs> I was killing Arabs. I, was, I ain't going to lie to you. Freaking, war, like, modern warfare. Like yeah. I was just killing, I was killing what I believed in. And, it, like and in, it's weird because you're then you're stuck. You never, I never left. In virtual reality, yeah. I never left. You you can't be where you're at in real reality. It's yeah. not that the games are bad. No, it's that you've you've misappropriated. I went from game. reality to pseudo reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way of saying it. Yeah, yeah. it's like me and Kate walking around in IKEA last night. Shopping for our virtual home. I mean, it was, you know, it's like our home is going to get, we're getting a, we're getting a sprinter somewhere along the way. We're getting a yeah, bigger yeah, van. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. the deal. Because, story. because until there's, until there's no more interest in this. Right. That's what you're going to do. And until I can't give anymore. Like, you know, 
I got a nice necklace I could sell. But when he, I think when he gets down <laughs> to selling the necklace, then I know it's time to stop. It's time to stop. Yeah, because but she's, like, the necklace is a piece of Afghanistan. Right. You know? But even then, like, like why? Why stop? I know. I probably just came out. I've sold my motorcycles. <laughs> I sold my motorcycles. I man, sold God bless you for my that. Bicycles. I sold. I sold selling your house. Guns. I sold cool collectibles. You're selling your house. Like, I know. Yeah, all like of it's it. going because, dude. And listen, because it's I, our I, tribe, dude. Yeah, I know. I listen. I. This I, is what I'm telling you right now. Is supposed to do. Oh well, this is what we we should. I mean, we kind of all should be doing this. But like at the end of the day, like I am. I'm privileged to be sitting here on this couch with you. Like you, like you said this to me the other night, and 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 I'm gonna use the bathroom after I say this, but then you know you just kind of, and then I'll be right back. But okay. Um, but you said this to me the other night. You go, you know, like it's like I, like I, you said, and I'm paraphrasing, but that you, it was a privilege for you to meet me after having done what I've done. Yeah, and I and I'm thinking to myself like, you're a great rock and roller, dude. Like, well, I, like what the hell have I done? All I've done is played music. Like it's not a big deal. But but humor me. What? <laughs> humor me. Humor me while I say this though. So so like I get it. I get it. You know, some people like to to some people like to me. It's just it's just what I do. It's it's just part of part of me. But what I want to say to you. Is that it's a privilege of for me to be sitting here watching you do what you do, because to me, what you do is way more important than what I do. Well, I, first of all, thank you very much. Yeah. I, it's it's a privilege to be here, and I'm going to just say for the record, we're all in it together. No, oh, yeah, I agree. It, there's no, I'm not doing anything. I'm doing what I was. I was ordained. To be a chaplain, I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't ordained to be a great rock and roller. I mean, right. I write some great songs. I, yeah, I you will do. say that. I mean, like, no, yeah, you sometimes do. I'm like, holy cow, I wrote that. Like, I kid it. you not, man. I, I met some people like playing my music, and I was like, oh, that's a great tune. And I was like, oh man, I wrote that. Like, it kind of freaked me out. A couple and I'm times. not. Listen, I'm. Gonna, let me tell you all right now, right here. If you've never heard this guy play, I'm just gonna tell you right now. He sounds a lot like. Man, it's hard. It's hard to put it, but you're like you. You kind of remind me of like Tom Petty, and like you've got that whole uh, Neil uh, Young. You Young. You sound. I listen. You sound exactly like Neil Young. I listen to you play, and you just like you bring like it's like every song you sing sounds like Copperhead Road to me, and I'm like, oh hell, that's awesome. Steve Earle is just so... Steve Earle, because, all those because guys. Because those guys were like... Like, I wanted to do something real for us. You're a storyteller. But for myself. You're a storyteller. And, and like... But it, it it is. It's huge because, like, I'm out here and I'm like... My crowd is the crowds that you've seen. They're mm-hmm. small. They're mm-hmm. unique. Sometimes there's only, like, nobody listening but me and, and whoever's online. Which Sometimes is that's the best cool. practice and, and or the best people you reach. Well... You know, and then I've met you. Like, all you got to do is go to Shannon. Do you have Shannon Book Music, too? Yeah, I think Shannon, Shannon Book Music. Book music. Mm-hmm. You go, and, like, you'll see, like, dude, Shannon's got, like, the... Oh, he's with the Telecaster, man. It's, like, so freaking <laughs> cool. The pictures are awesome, man. Vetted was a great band. Yeah. You know, 
even if it fell apart for two years, you guys set, a lot set of an example for America. It's like my drummer one time called me and he said, hey, we're going to go up here and play with a buddy of mine up in Atlanta. So we go up there and we do this party, man. A bunch of people come and they play. They play. You see what we did. Mm-hmm. Now there's like two guys are in bands because we went up there and played with them. Yeah. They're, they're hanging out. Like it's, it's, they came alive. Right. We shared something real, man. And they're sharing their story. And they're, and they're share. sharing and, their story. And you and guys did the same story. thing with Vetted. I mean, like, yeah. it, and it, like, and it inspired me. And like, you came and you, you show up and you grab your guitar and you tune the sucker and you sit down and like, and then, you know, it's like, I don't even have a reverb on the mic and your voice is like, and I'm like, oh man, like, <laughs> like if you're a musician, you know that you know what I'm talking about. Like it's <laughs> it's like it's not produced. It was just raw. Here's my Bose system. And here's a mic, yeah. and you you just came out, and it's like in the in the words were powerful, and it's like, yeah, man. So the band didn't stay around, but what does stay around? So much ends. You know, the divorce rate in 2014 for E5 and below in the United States Army was 80 percent. Couple that with the Marine Corps, the Navy, and the Air Force, and and like yeah, and it's like how many like people here that that Kate's been with me for, you know she's not here in the room now, but right. she's been with us. The one know, time she's not here, I know. Like <laughs> you've been, but she was on. She was on watching the interview. Um, hey Scott, um, it's Scott Carpenter's. He's the guy with leukemia from the burn pits oh. that got me started doing the podcast right now. What's up, Scott? How are you, brother? So, um, I love you, man. It's in remission too. Awesome. Went Congratulations. So that's great hope for our entire tribe. Congratulations. And, man. and this is another example of the VA that did right. Well, yeah. The, like, the VA is taking care of Scott, and which yeah. is like awesome. The VA you know? has people that care. Like, yes, they, they do. It does. Like it's just like it's just the fucking system's back. And it's up. bad. System. It's backed up. It's jacked up. It's not. And it, it may never get fixed. Yeah. But we can care one another. True. For one another, and and like and I, I mean I like I look at it like so. I think Vetted did a lot of good, man, for a lot of people. You go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go take a whiz and then... for a quick second. Yeah, no, and, no. Uh, just, just. I'll just mute that one. There you go. And um, while you're going, I'm gonna show some of your swag oh. if I can. It, where's the yeah. rest of it? Throw right it over there. here. Yeah. I told Shannon, like Shannon's a real rock and roller, you know. <laughs> so, um, hey, it's good to see you hanging in there, Scott. Um, so I, I was like, Shannon, let me see some of your swag stuff, you know, because, like, I've got the one shirt and a hat that, um, and oh, somebody like bought some really nice hats so i'm gonna have like some like they're there's even the other ones were nice too they're both nice but these have um they're different and like it's got the vet church logo on it i gotta sell those because i gotta give the guy's money back and it's a uh, somebody that i love near dear to my heart and he invested but anyway some of shannon's swag shannon book cup holder how cool is that um this none of this stuff is easy, folks. Like it, it costs a ton of money. I just don't have to do it. I do it for all y'all. Um, he has picks, man. Shannon has this in. Oh, well, I got it sent the wrong way. It's um, it's an endorsed deal. It says Shannon book picks. I don't everybody see this. Everybody on Shannon's page too. These picks, man, they're so cool. They're Shannon book picks. Um. Oh, Kate's right. Somebody's now making a uh, vet church candle, which is cool too. Like there's some stuff up there. So Shannon Book's got all these picks, which are awesome, and then he's got T-shirts too. So, and I just think it's cool, man. 
Like, I, I don't think. I know it's cool. Because it's part of our tribe, man. It's like out there playing music. And um, if you like rock and roll, rock and roll, Shannon just, he he just played for me a song. I wasn't say down there. Um, I, lo I love you, son. I, this, I know he loves you, too, whoever that is. I can't hardly read. I, I'm getting to that age where I need my glasses, and I don't know where they went. They're here somewhere. Um, Shannon Book shirts. And, oh, he played me this song, like, right before starting, you know. And, um, and I was telling him about, like, on this thing right here, the album that I've been, like, passing out because I sold my motorcycle so I could pass it out. Um, uh, we recorded on this thing right here. And so, so Shannon and I were talking about it. He said, let me show you this song that I've been working on on my iPad. And he's like, you know, it's not produced or anything. And it's so raw and so cool. And I, I was, I'm so proud of you for doing that, by the way, brother. And, um, and this is the other shirt he had out. Because um, it's hard to do this stuff. It's hard. And, like, okay, so I'll, I'll, another thing I want to say, like, this shirt right here is freaking awesome. So it's got stuff on the back, stuff on the front, and the American flag. So I'm going to tell you right now, just to find somebody to make this with all this cool stuff, because I've looked into it, man, and it's like, and it's not like my shirt's got something stuck on it. And just to make something like this where like he had to, he had to buy them in bulk and, and it You got to know somebody who knows, knows somebody, somebody who's killed somebody, who's buried somebody, and who then, knows somebody. And at that point, they're like, I'll give you a, a deal for like $15 a shirt. <laughs> so it's not cheap. And so uh, y'all get on, on ShannonBook.com. Was it .com? Uh, uh, right now, I don't have a .com yet. I'm working on it. But just find me on Shannon, Shannon Book Music on Facebook. Or PM him. If you're watching this, you can yeah. PM this thing. And, um, ping! Ding, ding, ding. You know, and it, like, because, and I can't wait, I can't wait to hear your self-produced album. Like, that, those tracks you played for me. What was the name of that song? American Made. American Made. And, um, and it talks about... Did you liven my mic back up, or am I still... <laughs> yeah, you're still on. I never, it, I, I pushed it. It never went off. Man. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know if I was being like, like you were talking on the podcast by yourself or not. <laughs> no, I'm still hearing you. Like, <laughs> like it's probable. No, it is. Like, did I tell you? Like, I interviewed this guy that was 100 years old, uh, a veteran, hmm. one of us. Mm -hmm. And um, if you've driven on I-10 between Alabama line and Tallahassee, if you were on I-10. He Mil is the millions man of times. <laughs> that came back from World War II. I asked him what his biggest accomplishment work-wise was in this world. He said, "Oh, I'm the guy that laid out that whole thing." Holy crap! I was given a I was a surveyor in the army, and I was given a a thing, and they said, "Go ahead, start the go all the way." It's past Tallahassee. He told me the mile yeah. marker, and he's like, "For 500 miles, I had to decide where I-10 was going to go." So holy crap! That's man. the man. But um, but yeah. So I'm interviewing this guy. For the first 15 minutes, I forgot to push turn on. <laughs> it's kind of like our first four minutes. Yeah, like, <laughs> except, you know, here's a hundred-year-old oh, guy yeah. who's like, he's looking at this technology going, what is that thing? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm explaining it after turn it on. He's, he's laughing at me. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He funny. had pictures, too. From, oh, wow. From World War II where he was... They were in Alaska. He built airfields in Alaska. Is how he learned how to how he the army how to survey. Yeah, the army army trained him how to mm -hmm. do that. He didn't know anything. And like he was like, well, he learned. Well, this is back at like 
It's like, you know, it's like college versus apprenticeship. Like, which one's more valuable? And, and in this day and age, it all depends on what you want. Do you want to do something with your life, or do you want to, like, maybe make a lot of money? Because I'm going to sit here and tell you right now, the Reverend Dr. Matthew Owen Williams, me, still owes $60,000. And I've got an AA in graphic design. I have a BA in biblical studies, a master's degree in biblical studies, and a doctorate in pastoral care. Right. And I still owe $60,000. And then I was like, you know what? They got this program where they like they look at you having no money and say, okay, well, you don't have to pay anything. And I thought to myself, well, there we go. I'm going to go do something <laughs> realistic. <laughs> because yeah. if I go back to work, I immediately have to pay $800 a month. Yeah. And, you know, even if, yep. you know, it just doesn't make any sense. And well, I, none of it makes sense. And I'm never going to get out of that. No. Even when I sell my house, we're going to go buy the Sprinter. And then they're going to get all mad at me. And I'm going to, like, I'm going to probably lose a bunch of money. We're going to die in debt because debt is something we created. Yeah, and it really is, too, because I had this idea that I was going to live in a brick house. Yeah. When I could have just With a white kept, picket fence. Yeah, and, and I could have just kept cutting grass and lived in sure, the same house. Sure. In fact, I made more money when I had my lawn business mm-hmm. than I did when I was making $7,000 a month as an Army chaplain. Sure. Living in D.C. That was yeah. with the cola. You know, Army chaplains yeah. don't get a ton of money like that, but... You go live in D.C., buddy, and they give you some money to live in D.C. because it costs. Because it costs to live in D.C. And um, $7,000 a month is it's rent. Yeah. I mean, it was like I, I had rent, and I had my basic necessities, and I was like, yep. yeah, that's what my master's got me. <laughs> yeah. But oh, yeah. so here Story. we are. Um, so American Made, this is a great song. You've layered the tracks. Thanks, man. Like it, 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 you know, I still we guess I still got to do some bass stuff and some drum tracks and so and whatnot. But you know, and I'll probably redo the vocals. But for the most part, the 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 ideology behind the tracks are hey, listen, pretty much done. What you've done right now is better than anything I've I've got sounding. <laughs> of course, I did go I did go to a studio a couple weeks back. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I plan on going to, to one really soon. Um, I plan on going to one hey, soon. Do you need somebody maybe because the guy in Lafayette $120 a day I oh, know you told me that and I was like what I know and, and like he his principle was this he's like I worked for ASCAP for all these years I've been in the music world for 30 years I have my own equipment that I let you know he does sound for a lot of people yeah and then he can play anything so like sure. they go and play and he said I looked at everybody and I'm like most people charge 240 an hour oh yeah so he takes half of an hour totally. late right for a whole day or you know, and it's it's, it's loose. insane. It's I mean, like you come in and sit yeah, down but and have a cup of coffee. Right, right. And his thought was this, like, dude, I'm always working. Yeah. He said, I always work. In my I'd love to meet works. this guy. Yeah, I'm gonna make sure that happens. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get. I'll text you both. I mean, not necessarily so. because he's cheap, but like, but the, the fact that like his principles, his mental principles. Oh, it is. It's the whole difference of like. You know, you look at music now. That he, he said to me, he's like. There's no, there's nobody, you know, spending ten, twenty thousand dollars for an album. And, and by the way, folks, that's what a lot of the albums that no, you yeah. listen to <laughs> cost somebody to make. People don't understand. Oh yeah, we don't just make music like and put it together. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take three hundred dollars. I'm gonna go down to the freaking the the Sears and Robux and I'm gonna record blah blah. No, it's not how it works. Not at all. Generally, in an album, an album. Let's just talk about a big album, a big production album. You're talking, you're talking sixty grand. 
or more even. Or more. Yeah, like yeah. A, Wilco did that thing about like I'm that's trying a, to break your like heart. That's, yeah. 100 grand. That's a start. For one album. Yeah. And it's, and it's yeah. like... Like I remember the first time I ever... My buddy Tom Jackson is a country artist in, 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 in Florida. Uh, great guy. Great band. The Tom Jackson band. You should check them out. Um, but I remember the first time I ever talked to Tom Jackson. I was like, how much did it cost you to do your first album? He goes, well, my first album was twenty grand. He said, the one I'm getting ready to do is about forty. Yeah. And I was like, shit. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, like I, I've got all this music, and I don't know what the hell to do with it because I can't afford to pay forty thousand dollars. Well, I can't and, afford it. And and like a buddy of mine, Mudbone, does like these incredible, you know, like he paid like almost that for his last album, and, he, and, and we're talking, and he's like, he's like, man, he said, now this is my life, Matt. Yeah, he's like, I got to be in the studio and hear every little thing that has to be perfect. Totally, and it was awesome because my approach to music was like, throw it down, record well, it. I, I told Dan, I said, hey, that album that we're giving out, I said, like, uh, I'm gonna come over to your house and record it. And he's like, what do you mean? I said, mic up the drums up because we lived 50 miles apart back when I lived in a house in Florida. Mm-hmm. And so I, I drove to his house. By the time I got there, he had drums mic'd. He's like, what are we gonna do? I was like, I'll play the song once, you play along with me, and then we'll push record the second time. That's the album you hear. Yeah. And I, I went back to the house and I put some reverb on it because it was fun. Mm-hmm. And I played bass on two tracks because it was fun. Right. And then I was like, hang on a second. Enough of that. I got things to do. Yeah. Our tribe is dying. Yeah. Suicide is rampant. People True are story. still getting divorced. People are just lonely. Yeah. You know, like in, in the state of Texas, right here, we're in Texas. We're on Texas soil, right? Per now. capita, veteran, veteran central. There's... 25,000 people that slept outside last night. Totally. But there's 350,000 veteran-owned businesses. True story. We're not the people on the billboard. No. And a bunch of the people on the billboard are on the billboard because they want to be on the billboard. Right. I've talked to homeless guys who are like, hey, man, I got 20 grand in the bank. What do you got? Right. And I was like, whoa. Listen, panhandling may or may not be one of the most lucrative <laughs> jobs in the world. Well, and some of them are getting paid by the VA. And then some, True of, them, story. some of those panhandlers need your help. True, absolutely. They really oh, listen. need somebody to love them. Listen, here's the reality. It's not my responsibility to dictate what the guy on the side of the street needs. At the end of the day, if he's taking advantage of me or he really needs my help, if he's taking advantage of me, like my judgment doesn't count. At the end of the day... God's judgment is the, Jesus Christ's judgment at the end of the day is the one that matters the most. So it doesn't matter. So my job, my job is to be as Christian as possible and help where I can. Well, and another thing I have is this. Do you, re, you know, like I keep asking myself this question because, like, sometimes I feel like what I've done is insane. Yeah. And, and economically, like the guy that runs a hero looked at me one day. Uh, one of the guys, uh, Dave Glassman, looked at me. And he's like, he made me bring him a business plan, so I brought it. <laughs> And the business plan is basically this. I get as much as all y'all's money as I can. And I go find more people, and I get all their money, and I keep giving it away. Because I'm just going to go out there, and I'm going to give all the CDs I can, and I'm going to inspire, and I'm going to inspire, and I'm going to yeah. come alongside of people, yeah. and I'm going to encourage, and I'm going to say, Shannon, get the album out. Yeah. I don't care if it's post-production or not. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Just and like, it and I'm just going to keep pushing. And, yeah. and Dave looks at me, and he's like, that's... 
that's really not a business model. No. I was like, but it is. It's what I'm doing. It's, this, it's I don't care what business. you say. I don't care what you say. This is my seven-page business plan. You can kiss my ass. <laughs> that's it, man. We are giving I'm going to take away. everybody's money, and I'm going to give it away. <laughs> well, <laughs> You're it, a modern-day Robin Hood. And I'm not really giving it because true love always requires but this is crazy but the guy from Gallup Few up there I don't know if you know about Gallup Few yet but this is a great organization I've heard the, I've heard the name yeah um, I, I did uh, one of the interviews with Carl Munger we talk about this idea that true love always requires accountability yeah like it's not like it's not it's I don't love somebody by going here's ten dollars mm-hmm. I love somebody by going here's ten dollars make sure you take that you gonna, and get some what food what are you going to go do with it right and like even better than get some food, let's get you some shoes. So get you a haircut. Cold, get and you, maybe yeah. you can do something with your own life. Right. Or like maybe we need to get you the help to get to the point where you can actually <laughs> like like maybe all maybe all you're ever gonna do again is care for somebody. Yeah. And draw art and make the world a prettier place. Sure. Grow flowers. Doesn't that stuff matter? Yeah. Well heck yeah, it matters. I love driving into a city and seeing grass and it makes me sick to my stomach when I drive into a city and I see trash all along the road. Mm-hmm. Somebody picks up the trash because whether or not you like it, if even if the citizens aren't just throwing trash out, stuff falls off cars. Literally getting to say guy picking up the trash. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, but, but like everything has a purpose and only we can change it. Yeah. And we can only change what, we can change. I can't change the city of, where are we at now? Austin? Austin. I can't change Austin. Hopefully, I can keep it weird. <laughs> I promise you won't have to work hard. It's, Dude, I, you don't have to work hard. It stays weird. <laughs> I, I like Austin. I do too. It's, it's, it's wild. Like uh, one, one person said to me. Sometimes it's creepy, but it's cool. He said, all the crazy people moved to Austin. And I thought to myself for a minute, I was like, and, I'm and here. I said, everybody else around Austin, is it crazy? And the guy looks at me and he's like, well, we're all kind of crazy. We're Texans, man. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's yeah. I mean. True story. It's the only state that I've been in, and I haven't been to all of them. I got Connecticut down there, Massachusetts, and Maine. You should drive through my home state, Kentucky. I've been there many times. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's where yeah. I went out at Fort Campbell. And oh, yeah. Station Fort Knox, too. We used to hunt in Fort Campbell all the time. Okay. So, um, but this oh, my is dad didn't know. the only state I know where almost every yard of, of a single house has a Texas flag in it. Oh, yeah. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Texans have T-shirts with a Texas flag on it. True story. On their cars, there's bumper stickers with a Texas flag. And I'm not talking about license plate. They went and bought. A bumper sticker. A bumper sticker that has a Texas flag. It may or may not be a Texas flag bumper sticker. <laughs> it's this state. People look. Oh, wait for it. Wait for it. Uh-oh. Just hold it right there. It'll get back there in a second. I don't know so, what the hell happened there. Uh, stuff we got all proud and That's excited. We're talking about Texas, man. We started talking about Texas, and then everything just kind of went. Whoops. And I just push it back in there. Uh, right. back. Okay. We're, we're having some technical difficulties. Kate, Everybody chill Kate's out. Not, she's watching, but she ain't here. Kate's not handling the business. Kate, you're not here right now. Kate, listen, your 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 job is falling apart. The only right reason Kate's you. not here, folks, is because this morning I woke up and uh, God laid somebody on my heart to go do something, and I thought, well, I'll call them. 
This is the real thought, right? I'll, then, I'll call them and encourage them. And it was as if the Holy Spirit said, no, get off your ass and go down there and see him. True story. And so uh, That happens a lot. I got off my ass and went to see him. And, um, and then, which meant that, you know, I'd have to hook back up with Kate later, which is fine. Um, I'm going to use a Shannon Book Pip to keep there this you go. together. One thing I've learned is that you know, we'll improvise. You can do anything. There we go. I got it. Got it? We're good. We're golden. Okay, so. We're back. And we're back. We're back. So uh, maybe my receding hairline is getting cut off a little bit. That's fine. That's why I'm wearing a hat. (laughs) (laughs) Mine has receded all the way back. Dude. But you got the cool goatee going. You are Shannon Book. Um, Hey. I'm just a human being, brother. Where would I, if I wanted to listen to your music, if I wanted to listen to the music of Vetted, <sighs> is it on iTunes? It used to be. Vetted used to be on iTunes. It is no longer on iTunes. Um, I plan on reproducing that music and putting it back out. Right now, if you wanted to hear the music that was written, um, that I've done, uh, you can check out my YouTube channel. It's mostly me doing it acoustically. Um, I have one song that you can actually get a hold of by my name, um, Shannon Book, um, on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, blah, 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 any sort of digital media. Okay. Um, and it's called Not Alone. And the significance of Not Alone is that every dollar that is made from that song uh, literally goes back to fighting suicide. That is my promise. And that's really the only song I really have out on me, like out for purchase. Did, um, now did you, when you did Veta, did you... You own the songs, or are they everybody's? Song? I mean, I have. All right, so there, there's a, there's a little bit of convolution in there somewhere, and I don't necessarily know. And I'm, yeah, we're working. I'm working on, on, figuring that out right now as we speak. Oh, it's, um, a, it's a, this is a very difficult topic because. Oh, like, totally. I did five albums with a, a buddy of mine, named, you know, we had Alien Seven. Sure. Drew K and I did this thing. And so I would write all these words down, and then Drew would change them around a little. You know, I'd come in there, and I, like, I was strumming like two chords, you know. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> yeah. And then um, and the rest of the time, I played a Telecaster and did these really cool, weird sounds. Little, right, right. just totally rock awesome. and roll, baby. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Drew would play and sing the songs that we had written together, and, and then he did the mixing, and it was it was awesome, dude. We did sure. five albums like that. Well, who owns that? You know, well, and it, it, right. And because of ASCAP, we're both in BMI, and we've sure. done this whole thing. So you can't just... So the two of you, Ooh. technically, the reality is, is that the two of you literally should have, and what you should have done, is copywritten it. Yeah, we did. The Library of Congress with both your names on it, um, because technically both of you own it. Own it. Yeah. Technically. And so, and in all reality, so I found out the guy that does this hundred and twenty dollars a day studio, Chad. Mm-hmm. He now he works. Well, as an ASCAP guy, well, he like worked ten years. Yeah, see, he yeah. told me straight up. He said, "Well, an artist can." reproduce any song they want to from anybody you can't there's no you can't stop it but what you can do eight bars now you can do this nine cents per production so if i do a hundred albums and i did uh knocked on heaven's door a hundred times 
whoever wrote Knock on the Heaven's Door, if it's Bob Dylan or if it's Bob Marley or whoever it is, I think it's right. Bob Dylan. Mm -hmm. I owe Bob Dylan nine cents. So for, for every album. For every album. So that's 100 times .09. What's that, $9? I owe Bob nine bucks if I did that. And right. and it's really like, you you can't get rich. There's no, I mean, like, this is Listen, this is not the era. Of like, yeah, this, this, listen, like, everybody's like, oh, you know, Shannon, Shannon, you gotta be, like, you gotta be, no, I'm not, I'm not rich. I'm not rich at all. As a matter of fact, I'm probably the richest poor person you'll ever meet, you know? I'm rich here. I'm rich here. In your heart. Yeah, because I have people like you in my life. I've got everybody that follows me here. Um, you know. Your girlfriend. My is girlfriend like is an amazing woman. Amazing. <laughs> Uh, you know, I have some really amazing friends and family, and I have a lot of support. So, so that that's what makes me rich. Um, as far as monetarily, like you, like it's this is not the era of the big hair bands and no. and epic happen. epic eight minute songs, Queen and all that stuff like that. Like back then, like when you made it, you it was millions of well, dollars. And in all reality. And even they didn't have money. Yeah, like they, it took like, time yeah. for them to get like royalties. And the royalty checks when they come in, they still are making 45, that. Yeah. yeah, $45 here and there, blah, 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 blah. Stacks. I mean, Zeppelin, now, Zeppelin well, pulled down some cash, baby. Well, of course they did. <laughs> and the reality is is that most of most of, most of of the money that's made is literally on performance. Yeah, it's not. It, that's where they made it, in those shows. Man, they had this... There's a great story about Zeppelin losing a hundred. Is it a hundred twenty thousand dollars? Yeah. From the safe, it disappears. Oh yes, it yeah. disappears. Like there's this great grand. story. Go look it up. I like. Yeah. I thought about writing like a little short story about like somebody who stole the money from <laughs> Zeppelin because I just thought like it's real story about. Put it on WikiLeaks so everybody like oh this yeah is. yeah, and nobody knows to this day. Yeah. They're like we like the the guy that manages the band was like it was in there. I promise you. Yeah. I'm like. Yeah. 120k. Probably spending on probably spending on cocaine and LSD. Nobody knows because they were yeah. all they were all stoned <laughs> and jacked up. They were all messed up. But yeah, I mean, so there's there's it's not like this is like the the easiest thing in the world to make money at because it's not it's not easy at all. As a matter of fact, it costs more money than it does to make money. Well, and that's why I just I mean, when my 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 the commander I went to Afghanistan with said to me, I went and visited him and played a little show at his house. He said, man, that helped me. Yeah. And he was still in at the time. And he was like, uh, he says this to me. How can I get you to go around the country and see everybody else? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, there were 900 of us in the BSB. I'm like, yeah. And then there was the other units I was in. Right. And then there's the people related to a thousand other units and a thousand yep. other units. And then, and, then there's, and then there's the Navy and the Marines and the oh, Air yeah. Force and the Coast Guard. And it's like. Oh, yeah. I was like, I'll make an album. No, this is a true story. I was well, like, yeah. I'll make an album, This right? is exactly how you do it. I'm going to make all this music, and I'm going to share it with everybody. And so I go home, and I make an album. And then people look at me and like, yeah, that sounds cool. And they're not buying the album. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, here, take one and listen to it. Yeah. And I get a call. I'm saying, hey, man. So a, a lady calls up my, my wife and says, you know, we're driving on the road, and we have to pull over because my husband's crying so hard. And then another, my next door neighbor says, Matt, I listen to your album like once a month. Like, what? Well, he's, he's a big, tough dude. You know? mm -hmm. He was part of Schwarzkopf 100. Yeah, and he is. Nice. Like, he's not, you know, he was yeah. stuff, you know. And, um, and he's like, I listen to it about once a month. I was like, why are you telling me this? He's because you make me cry, man. 
And then I was like, after that, and I heard that two more times. And that's the reason we do what we do. And then I was like, screw it. I'm just give. I'm going to give this albums yeah. to vets. Yeah. Like that's why I need your money because huh. like, because it's helping people. Because if you'll cry a little bit, yeah. Because we were taught not to cry. Oh, we were taught not to share our emotions. Period. Drink water. Move on. Yeah, Motrin, change your socks. Your buddy, take a knee. your buddy dies. We're gonna do a service. You can go down the front, kneel down in front of the uh, soldier's cross, reach and grab his boots, dog tag, gun, give it a kiss, and then kiss his dog tags. Lay get a your coin ass back down, in, for, get your ass back in formation. That's it. Lay something down for the family. Go back to formation. We got to go on mission tomorrow. Yep. Put their pieces in a bag. Send them back to the thing. We got to go on formation. Yep. We'll do a service three weeks. From Don't now. worry about S five. We'll take care of all that shit. Now. We grow Whatever. up. Yeah, I mean it's like. Where do we? So my thought was like this: If I could help America to emote, to to cry, yeah, I, I hate to say it, but like that was, like that's when I started realizing like I'd seen like the commander I went to Afghanistan with shed some tears, yeah, and and of course when he was doing it, buddy, I looked the other way and just kept playing because oh yeah, like, like buddy, this is the, and, and if any of y'all know, it's like the first time I ever played this song. Yeah, man. There was there were like eighteen Gold Star family members behind me, and I got half. I think I, this is the first time I'd ever played it live. First time I ever played it live, I was in a big huge in a big huge park uh-huh. in Fayetteville, North Carolina, <sighs> at Bragg. Yeah, baby. Right, like hundreds of people are dying all the time. Freaking Bragg, right? Whatever. So and I got eighteen family members. I don't know. That's probably that's the roughest. That's a rough estimate of how many people I had behind me. Could be anywhere from 13, 13 to 18. But I had these people sitting behind me, standing beside me. I'm sitting on a stool. I'm playing an acoustic guitar, and I'm singing into a microphone. And I'm singing this song for the first time it ever has been heard in public. And I play this song, and I get halfway through it, and I can hear them sobbing behind me. And I start the second verse, and I choke up. Yeah, man, I've been there. I'm choking up, and I'm having a hard time getting through the second verse because, because you realize they're crying behind me because of the effect that I'm having on them. Yeah, man, and that's and that's for me. That's when I look down and I close my eyes and you just and I just try to push, truck baby. on, man, truck on, you know. And and the reality is, is like I, you know, you don't because for me that song was a hypothetical because it was a hypothetical because I survived, I survived, but now. It's no longer a hypothetical because what I've done is touching people. And when I got done playing Dear Mom on that stage that day, Rachel Jackson can attest to this. Every one of those family members surrounded me. And we all just, like it was just like this huge, big sob fest. Yeah. And they all said thank you and hugged me. Well, and it, And at that moment... At that moment, that song became very real to me. Yeah, man. It's not it's not fake because all of a sudden you realize that like you became the voice to allow them to cry. Yeah. And in the now the hardest thing in the world is you go from that stage to the local neighborhood bar mm-hmm. and you play the same song. Right. And maybe at that point three people hear it. Maybe they're listening, and maybe they're not. And maybe in the back of their mind, they're like, "What am I 
dude. Mm. Like seriously, turn you the jukebox on. Yeah, you know, it, but, but you <laughs> yeah. never know. Right, no, you, you don't. You never know. And so, you you, so then you go to the local neighborhood bar mm -hmm. and you go to the next local neighborhood bar and, and, and eventually, you know, and then you do a veteran show and everybody in the place is like, that yeah. just ripped my soul out for a second. Right. It let me, it let me break, by that I mean it didn't rip your soul out, it, it lets you break down the walls and it yeah. allows your soul to be free for totally. five seconds. True and they story. come up to you and they hug you and they're like, you've done something good. But then you know in the back of your mind that if you're gonna do this again, you gotta go to that local coffee shop, you gotta go to the local bar, you gotta go play at the psych ward, you gotta, you play gotta go street play corner. the street corner, and you mm -hmm. have to do it because that song is alive. And the songs you've written, they weren't yours. You didn't come up with that shit. God gave that to you. Right. No, I agree. I totally agree. And like that that's why it was a big deal for me to, to play with you because like God has musically talented you in in a way that like I've I You're gonna emulated. say I'm anointed, aren't you? And I'm just gonna be like Meh. Maybe you said it. <laughs> I didn't say it. But but like I've heard it before and I'm like uh, I, I wouldn't use that word but <laughs> and I'm like uh that uses that usually requires oil and shit and <laughs> I don't know. Well hey look, <laughs> we we've went an hour and twenty seven minutes. Yeah. And you lost your mic. I've lost my mic. Okay, so an hour and twenty seven minutes. An hour and twenty seven minutes and my thought is It's time to kill it. Not that. It's oh. it's this. To close it out or whatever. Yeah. I want to make sure you get to say, you know, like I told you, I don't, you know, I'm not a big fluff guy. You're not a big fluff guy. Yeah, I can give a shit I want, I want to talk about what's real. I want to talk about stuff that like CNN won't. And so if there's anything that you could think of that would encourage somebody who's sitting there right now thinking to themselves, my life is worthless and I don't, I'm not valuable and there's no reason to go on. Or just thinking to myself, like, what am I doing with my life? Like, I talked to a man a little bit ago. Who has, he has a big business, like, real money, big business. And um, and he says to me, here I am and at this age in life, and I feel like I'm just wasting my time. Yeah. What do you say to those folks right now? What do you say? What does Shannon Book say? Well, to me, I struggle with that all the time. Um, like, I'm not even going to lie to you. I got to struggle with that shit all the time, you know. Um, you know, am I, is is what I'm doing. Does does what I do have purpose? Is it is it is it making an effect? Is it causing, you know, is it is it creating positivity? Is it giving people hope? Is it is it doing positive things for other people? So I struggle with that, and I struggle with my own garbage. I struggle with my own demons and the things that I've experienced in life and the things that people have said about me, you know, and so it's like you get caught up, I get, I get caught up, I'm going to personalize that because it's not you guys, I get caught up in all that stuff and it's hard to stay positive, it's hard to, it's hard to get out of that garbage, but what I would say is that it's, that it's, it's paramount, it's paramount that I continue to fight every day. It's paramount, not only for me, but for everybody who, who knows me, for everybody who loves me, for everybody who cares, because it's hard for us to, it's hard for us to step outside of ourselves as individuals. And when we're feeling low, 
this is what I've experienced when I feel low. It's hard for me to feel the love somebody else has for me. The lower you get. The lower I get, right? So no matter how many times they tell you they love you, like it's hard for you to feel. Mm-hmm. And and what I will say, and, and it, man, I've, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I've lost more friends to suicide than I have to combat. And I've lost a lot of good friends to combat. I've lost more friends to suicide. And each one of them has taken something from my soul. Because they, they uh, that's why I, that's, I've, I've almost done it. I ain't gonna lie. Like I've had a pistol clicked in my forehead, a little bruise right here. Clicking a nine millimeter in my forehead for like an, an hour in a, in a hungover stupor after a three-day binge. And there are several things that stop me. My kids, who I've pretty much estranged myself from because I never wanted them to have to deal with all of that. The, the sweet the sweet girl on the other end of the phone from the National Suicide Hotline who talked to me for 30 minutes and called a, an ambulance or was going to call an ambulance um, and then the people that I know that I give hope to <clears throat> and Jesus Christ himself. Like, you know, those those are the things that keep me holding on. And, and to be honest with you, the biggest is probably, and this is probably going to sound preposterous, but I worry about, I worry about leaving my kids with, with, like my dad, like why did he, like what, you know, why did my dad do that? Or the people who follow me on, you know, every 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 instant and, and you know, that I give them hope. And then all of a sudden, like I'm gone and I've done the same thing I've always advocated against. Yeah. And then where, where does their hope go? Like it oh, just goes... It's gone. Like, I mean, so, you know, and then the biggest picture is that it's just like, I don't know. At the end of the day, I guess if I had to tell you anything, if I had to share anything with you, if I had to give you one mustard seed, I would tell you that you're here for a reason. And it doesn't matter what anybody else says your reason is. Your soul already knows what that reason is. And the reality is, is we have to get, I have to, and I'm still doing it. I have to get deep into my own soul. 
to see and remember what that reason is. And that's where I need to live. I need to live in my soul. I don't need to live in my head. I don't need to live in my heart. My head and my heart are two things that help keep my soul safe. Mm -hmm. And generally, most people like to live in their head because it's the intellectual and that protects you from everything. And your heart makes you get all crazy and blah, 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 and they're supposed to work together. They don't. So living in your soul brings those two things together. And it combines those two things. And to me, living in my soul reminds me of purpose. Like my heart, my soul, God gave me a purpose. He gave me a ton of gifts. Gifts that I should know that I have. Some people forget that they have gifts or they, they don't realize their gifts. Or It's like you're sitting here talking. Like I, I'll sit here and I'll belittle the fact that I can perform and I can sing because I want to be humble and I don't ever want to forget what I do or where I came from. But you're right. At the end of the day, it's a gift. Mm-hmm. And it's a gift that I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I, I should share. And it's a gift that I should give to other people. You know? And, and, it, and it's not me shooting on you. It's not God shooting on you. No, it's, it's me. you walking the completeness of your own self. Yeah, yeah. The completeness of your own soul. True. Because you've been created in this image of God. Mm-hmm. And the fullness of that image is to take whatever gifts you've been giving. If it was, if it was painting pictures, doing doodles... If it was stapling raising, paper, stapling paper, whatever raising, that is, raising children, organizing freaking pencils, making the cleanest bathroom. True story. I love the people who make things clean in this world. True story. Because I'm really good at messing them up. And that's and that's, <laughs> but that's a gift. Yeah, everything's a gift. Everything's a gift, man. And that's that. You know what? <laughs> There's your mustard stain. Well, There's your mustard seed right there. Thank you. Brother. Everything's a gift, brother. Everything is a gift. That is your mustard seed. And, um, hey, I just want to thank you all for, for watching, for uh, for being part of Vet Church. Remember, you can share. You can bring anybody into this Vet Church close group you want to. Now, this one is, you putting this up live on your... Hmm? That's, that's my live feed on my... On my uh... Can I share this on my regular page? Absolutely. So, I'll share it to my regular page if you want to share it out. Most of the time, we don't... I don't do that because we've had some veterans. I mean, like PTSD and moral injury. People, they say it's the disease, or the not the disease. The uh, it is like a disease. The way we want to like pull away from everybody. Oh yeah, no, that's 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 the thing. That, yeah, like it, it's like this with that's our modus. That's our modus operandi. Yeah, like our mo. Okay, I'm not gonna fight with you. Just go the other way. Yeah, Close yeah, the yeah. door. Let you know. Get the it's either down. that. It's either that, or I'm gonna cut your head off. Yeah, and, and neither one work. Yeah, we have to live in between, and and so that's why it's a closed group out of respect to those who will come on. Who are still watch. trying to find that. Yeah. That that place of safety and. Yeah. And this will make a podcast later. Yeah, I'm cool with that, you man. Be able to see us, you know. It. I. I'll look better. <laughs> Dude, you've got that. <laughs> anyway sure um, thank you so much for doing brother thank it. you and, for having uh, me here and I, like you l- listen um i got to thinking about this the other day like i started up a vet church art page yeah and it's i'm gonna do a, cl- a group 
but it's going to be open group. Yeah. So people can share their art, sell their songs, give oh, stuff cool. away. Because I got thinking about it. Why not? Creativity. It's one of those aspects of the image of God that we actually know really exists. True story. So like, I'm going to do that for people to sell their art too. Right. I ran into this dude living in squalor. And he had written, he would drawn a picture on his bathroom. <laughs> it's like, it's like I just don't have any money for anything. Oh, yeah, he drew, drew a frame and, and said, yeah, yeah. It was awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I took a picture of it. We did a picture of Jerry. I don't want to say he was living in squalor, but it was, you know, it, it was poor, dude. Sure. He was like, he wasn't doing anything. And I'm like, dude, you're like Van Gogh, man. Like, you're this great artist. Right now, he's doing all kinds of cool stuff. Um, listen, you think? Martial arts. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's awesome. It, it is awesome, dude. But, like, it, it's, it, listen, like, art, like, the Sistine Chapel didn't just happen. Like, no. like Michelangelo didn't just get up there and go. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, this is about me, making everybody go. Ha ha! This is about me. Like that had to come from somewhere. L- lately, I was talking to this artist um, who does. She does museum stuff, and she said to me that these like Monet and some of these people back then that were doing things that were a little blurry. So when you look at the picture, you look at like Monet's lilies. Or Van Gogh's Starry Starry Night. Mm-hmm. When your eye completes the picture as you walk back, like in Ferris yep. Bueller's Day Off, like you yep. get further and further away, and you see it, and and so you become part of the art. Well, when these artists were originally doing this, they called them the wild beasts because they were out of control. True story. It was this French thing, you know, and and we are kind of like we are wild beasts. We joined the military and raised our hand. Some of us several times. Saying, seventeen I'll, years means I'd raised my hand several times, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Great interview. Thank you very much, man, for inspiring us. And um, thank you for thank you thank you for inspiring me, man. Shannon, you're an Book. inspiration to me, brother. Shannon Book. I, I know everything's backwards because I got Facebook, Instagram. Hey, did y'all? Did I show this to all you guys too. He's got he's got cool swag, man. <laughs> okay, we'll see you later, brother. All right, brother. Appreciate it. You're Thank awesome. You guys. Thank y'all. Thank you guys. Thank you for joining us for this Vet Church podcast. To learn more about Vet Church, visit www.vetchurch.com.